welcome to the Learn Perform Mixtape. I'm your host for this podcast, Laura Pasquini. I created this podcast to prepare me and maybe you for the Certified Professional Learning and Performance Exam, the CPLP. These series of podcasts will be my open study notes. Welcome to the learning. In this episode, we're going to talk about instructional methods. That's 3.3 in the training area of expertise in the CPLP. Instructional methods really asks what instructional methods help you deliver training to stimulate learners to communicate, reflect, generate ideas, and learn. What are the time, distance, budget, and schedules that you need to consider for each training method? So this is 3.3 instructional methods. And the objective in this episode we're going to talk about is explain what is meant by instructional methods and list five factors that talent development professionals should consider when selecting appropriate methods. And this is for training delivery. So choosing an instructional method is kind of like science plus art plus feeling to get your decision is what it was talked about in this section of the guide. So in reading this, after you write your learning objectives, you're going to define specifically the knowledge, skills, and attitude, those KSAs that you really want your professional learners in training to acquire as a result of this experience. So selecting the right method or activity should really relate to that learning outcome and other factors. So this might include the type of learning. Are you getting your employees to learn something that's intellectual, a cognitive skill, a motor skill, or perhaps an attitude shift? Uh, you also want to think about your audience. So the employees that you're training, what level are they at? What kind of department, industry focus? So you really know what that target audience looks like. You want to examine the demographics or the profile. So are there particular ages, genders, levels of experience in education or training that they already have? And where, how will you close the gap? You also want, want to know how many learners will be there. So what is the number? Is a small group, individual, one-to-one, or a large group setting? Then you also want to think about what media is available. So what's appropriate? How many learners will be using this media for training? What are the financial considerations you have to think about? And that also ties into the next one is budget. What funds are available um, for development as well as presentation for training? And do they need to think about also the physical site? Will this training be centralized in one location, decentralized, distributed um, into remote locations, or is it specialized and needs to be customized for the employees? Finally, the last thing when you're thinking about factors to include are the training skills and the training styles of those who will be facilitating the training, leading this initiative, and guiding what this training delivery looks like. So I put a couple links to articles I found online because this was a pretty short section just around um, thinking about training and deciding on the right instructional methods of training activities. So a couple of the key questions the first article asks, what should be considered for choosing an instructional method and what are those strategies? And then when you're gonna choose it, uh, how will it relate to the different types of activities? So whether it's brainstorming or it's a demonstration or modeling or role-playing, um, there's gonna be different ways that you deliver this type of instruction. And there's other examples they ch- gave were around case studies or Socratic method of questioning. And so these would be ones that can be applied to different modes and modalities. The other article I tossed in there was selecting the instructional setting. This is from Big Dog and Little Dog's performance juxtaposition. So selecting it could be around the media and the strategies and the activities and some guidelines 
that this article gives is just thinking about um, using it as a performance aid. Uh, maybe you're doing something like e-learning, um, something delivered online, maybe doing an on-the-job training, or is it a mentoring approach that might be one-to-one in, in coaching? The other kind of settings to consider are typical classroom or workshops, or if you're going to do a blended approach, well, maybe they've read something before and you're going to have a seminar discussion or you've given them sort of that lecture style format and they can take some digital resources and handouts to bring back to on the job and refer to if they need to. In this section, um, we will get into only a little bit because this is actually talked a bit more in the instructional methods for training, teaching, and learning in the area of expertise two, instructional design, specifically 2.9 instructional methods. That being said, I thought it would be worthwhile to pull out a couple resources I found in books I'm just reading from the library. One of them's um, specifically... Uh, targeted towards uh, getting advice. So if you're going to think about training, um, this is uh, virtual training tools and templates from Cindy Huguet. She said, think about the key things you want to have in that kind of training delivery for instruction. You want to ask, is it going to be highly interactive? Do you want frequent engagements and interactions? Do you want synchronous online experiences? So maybe digitally, do you want them to meet up in a room together, one-to-one? What would that look like? Will it be instructor-led? So will that trainer or facilitator be the one kind of guiding that experience? Um, also, think about um, other concerns where are they geographically dispersed? Do your employees exist in multiple locations? Is this a repeated kind of training course you want offered again? And how will they be able to connect to this experience Um both if it's in the class or if it's uh, digitally distributed. So there's a couple examples in there. Um, I think we're going to pause this episode here and think about how you want to deliver training is going to be based on analyzing the settings, um, your employees and their needs and what you want to change, how you can make some sort of training setting into a realistic product experience or opportunity in a workshop and how you want to deliver it. Does it have to be immediate? Um, Does it have to be in different spaces? And how you'll evaluate this. So I think there's so many ways, and this is just touching the tip of the iceberg. So be sure to tune into episodes in section area of expertise to instructional design. We'll dive into this a little bit more, but know that you can already start looking at um, self-paced, blended, and informal learning strategies from some of the resources I've left in the episode show notes. Thanks for listening to the Learn Perform Mixtape. If you're liking this podcast, subscribe, tell a friend, give me a like, and give me a review. If you're studying for the CPLP or you have already, let me know. I'd love to chat and I'd love to get your advice. Comments, questions, thoughts, and love are always welcome. And I have my details in every episode notes. So please reach out. Let's connect.